0: Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. Welcome online, those who are watching this morning and of course my friend Wendy. Wendy, um, give you a shout out, you know, get well girl, uh, play more golf. That's the key. Uh, the key. Uh, Never stop Playing Golf, fantastic. Um, But you know, uh, just to to see the heart and the spirit, I am so proud of our church in a sense that we put on a carols, We, we don't get in any major artists like professional singers that you pay tens of thousands for for two songs or it's just us. It's just highway, it's just highway blessing our community. Nothing more than that, and yet God has honoured it. And uh, I watched some of our our younger ones, and ones who were uh, on the platform for the first time, you know, the first carol some of them have seen um, that we've done. And boy, there's some incredible giftings rising in the body. Um, I just love it, I'm just so proud of them, and uh, you will be too, uh, when you come along tonight and bring your family and friends, and uh, yeah, we're pretty excited. Um, Tomorrow will be a very somber day, (laughs) so many tired people everywhere, but you know, it's a gift, it's a gift we give our community every year. Um, Well today, uh, this is the third week of Advent and it's focused upon joy, joy. Uh, The first two weeks were hope and peace, and let me encourage you, last week Pastor Caleb preached on peace. If if you weren't here, get online. Um, It was absolutely brilliant. Uh, But this week it's on joy, and I want to take a biblical perspective uh, on joy this morning. And many believe that joy is a, a byproduct of happiness or contentment. Um, The dictionary says that joy is the emotion of great pleasure arising from present or expected good, a source or cause of gladness or delight or outward rejoicing. That's what the dictionary says that joy is. But you know, the the Bible has a much deeper interpretation of what joy really is. So I sat down and thought, well, what do I think about joy? What is joy in Byron world? You know, what does that look like? And I thought the joy, biblical joy comes when you catch the revelation that God has a plan and a purpose for your life, that he will use anything and everything to build you, to equip you, To a level of maturity that you will live a victorious life. That's joy to me. That's biblical joy to me. Let me turn to James chapter 1, verse 2 uh, to 4. It says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And Annie was talking about the funeral we went to this week, and it was so cool, I caught up with my Bible college principal, um, and that was our scripture for our, our Bible college time. And uh, it was great to catch up with him, a mighty man of God, and, and, and as Anne said, you know, those guys, I think I was only like, I don't know if I was a year old as a believer before I was called to Bible college. So I came from no church whatsoever for 25 years and then born again and then in a Bible college in 12 months. So um, I think I was voted the the one that um, increased the most. And I got pretty excited by that, I got pretty chuffed by that, but then I realized That's probably because I'm the one that comes from the furthest back, you know. Um, But it was uh, a great honor to meet uh, uh, with Pastor Cole again. And, and, um, yeah. Now, a person who has not caught the revelation of biblical joy would be confused by that scripture. If you haven't caught the biblical revelation of what Joy is you know you talk about you know consider it pure joy when whenever you face trials of many kinds to the to the natural mind to the average person that's crazy I mean you're going through a tough valley, a tough time in your life, and uh, the word joy just doesn't seem to go to the top of the list, does it those who do know Jesus Christ as Savior would understand, those who do not know Jesus Christ as Savior would certainly not understand this biblical interpretation of joy. And I want you to catch the revelation of this today because this isn't naturally caught. This is something that is caught In the spirit, I want you to catch this revelation because it's going to change your life. It's going to change your life from this day forward. Every trial, every situation you go through, every negative thing that happens in your life, you'll be able to face it with a totally different perspective and see how God builds joy in your life that will bring you to a point of victory in everything. In other words, you can't lose. You can't lose, you get the biblical perspective of joy. So I want to look at three things this morning, help us understand. And, you know, we have an opportunity, brother and sister today, that the world does not have. What an honor. What a privilege. That you have this opportunity, the world doesn't. They go through a trial and it's hell on earth. You go through a trial, it's potential for great maturity and fruitfulness and joy in your life. Let's have a look at number one today. Pure joy out of verse two. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Some some translations say count it all joy. Count it all joy. And we're told to consider that joy is not natural. It's not natural. It's a gift from God. Romans fifteen thirteen says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and hope as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I, I read a definition of pure joy this week. It says, choosing to respond to external circumstances with inner contentment and satisfaction because we know that God will use these experiences to accomplish his work through our lives. That's good, isn't it? See, it's valuable. It's not without purpose. Joy can be a moment, as the dictionary says, you know, of outward rejoicing. And that's what everybody thinks. Oh, just, you know, have a good day. I'm a bit joyous today. Well, pure joy is a choice. Listen to it. Pure joy is a choice. That during my greatest trial, I choose to trust God. Why? Because he has a plan for my life. He has a plan for my life. I trust him and allow the Holy Spirit to ignite faith in my heart. And as that sense of hope begins to, you know, peek through the dark clouds, pure joy begins to rise. It can only happen with those who have a real relationship with God through the Holy Spirit. Because uh, Galatians 5.22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, there it is, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So if you're a believer here today, there's this gift from God for you. That no matter what trial you may face, no matter what you go through, God has a plan for your life, And he will use anything and everything to equip you to fulfill that plan and be victorious. There's great joy in that. There's great joy in that. I mean, this is not some, you know, uh, mental ascent exercise. It's not that at all. No, this is knowing who we really are, what our purpose is, and that our purpose is so valuable That we have heaven as backing to be victorious in all that comes against us. That we will overcome every situation, every trial. Why? Because it builds us to a place of maturity and completeness. Amen? There's great joy in that, great confidence in that. It's worth living. Secondly, the testing. We see in verse 3 that, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Oh, man. (laughs) Straight away, people don't like the sound of the word testing. Is that right? We don't like the word testing because if we're tested, we may fail. We may fail the test. So the mindset is if I never go and get tested, then I'll never fail. It's not true. You failed already, amen? You failed already. What James is saying is that testing is good. (laughs) Hard to sell. Come on, testing is good. It's good for me. It's good when I'm tested. Hey, man. <laughs> I got one. I'll build on that. I got the faith for the rest of you. You'll get it. Because as you are tested, the Holy Spirit equips you to overcome and you win. You will never experience God more. Than in a test, than in a trial, than in a valley. That line shines bright in the darkness. Come on. But the plan is that they become our friend. We hate trials and we hate being tested. But the plan of God is that they become our best friend in fulfilling his plan and purpose for our life because we're not going to get equipped any other way. This is how it works. Matthew 4, you know, talks about, um, you know, the word tested can be translated uh, tempted. And we see this, uh, you know, when Jesus was tempted by the devil, In the wilderness, it says, in verse 1 to 3, it says, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The the tempter, the tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, turn these stones to become bread. I mean, seriously, how hard would that be to knock that back? You haven't eaten for forty days, and you're walking past Brumbies. (laughs) Hello, how many? How many have walked past Brumbies several times? (laughs) The smell of that that bread. You know how many of us were able to overcome that temptation? Yeah, just like me. (laughs) Fantastic! Imagine that. 40 days, no food, and you've got the opportunity to bake some fresh bread right there. But that's the test. That's the test. Then after the third test, it says in verse 11 that the devil left him and angels came and attended him. And the title of the next passage in my Bible says so Jesus begins to preach. Jesus begins to preach. Why? Because he passed the test. He passed the test. His ministry began. He started to understand the joy, the joy of being able to see the sick healed. The joy of being able to you see blind eyes opened and, and cripples walk. And and people in captivity, you know, set free. There's great joy in that. But it came after testing. It came after testing. And we're tested every day about who we are and what we believe. Can I encourage you? Pass the test. Pass the test. Don't fold. Don't buckle that workplace, that the society we lived in, that the, the alternate teachings and stuff like that, if you're a child of God, pass the test. Don't buckle, don't cave, don't give in because there's ministry on the other side of the test. Amen? There's the testimony on the other side of the test. That's where lives are changed. That's where the plan and purpose of God is fulfilled in your life, what you were designed for, what you were created for. There's no greater joy in that place. No greater joy than being in that place. We're tested every day. Joy comes when we pass that test and move into a a deeper relationship with God, knowing our our God purpose fulfilled in our life. You know, uh, I've been around a long time and I, I see a lot of people see this this platform as ministry. And it's not a gift. It's, it's, it's not a ability. It's not a, you know, a talent. It's when you pass the test that God uses you to fulfill your gifting, the plan he has for your life. We need to understand that. You know, we can't shy away, run away from the test. Pass the test, amen? Pass the test and move into that place and live number three today, a victorious life. A victorious life. Number four tells us in that passage of Scripture, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. That's, that to me is Christianity right there. If we don't achieve that, then we might as well stay in the world. I didn't leave the world behind to come and just, you know, sit in a God thing. Amen? Jesus called me, I still don't know why, but he called me because there's a plan and purpose on my life. Now, I don't know what that is, and probably if I, if I know the fulfillment of that, I probably wouldn't believe it. But he has a plan for my life. I don't know what your interpretation of a victorious life is. And, you know, many people think, oh, well, if we won lotto, if we had plenty of money, if we could pay all our bills and be able to retire in 30, you know, that, that would be victory. That would be a great victorious life. No, there's plenty of rich people take their own life. Plenty of famous people live in torment and horrible place, disillusioned. Victorious life is knowing the joy of overcoming whatever trial that life throws at you and God will use it for good. Can I tell you, can I promise you God will use it for good. Oh, pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. Listen, I don't have to. I know how this works. You choose joy. You pass the test. You remain faithful. You win. You win. He won't let you. You would not let one of your kids lose. When they did exactly the right thing, you would not let them lose. Our Heavenly Father is the same. It's the same, you know, I, there are countless people that I have had the joy, the joy of seeing hope and faith rise in their eyes after they have received a bad report. There's nothing worse than that doctor's diagnosis or that tragic thing that happens and and you're there, you're you're there, and someone comes along who has been there, done that, and, and is through it victorious, that gives you hope. Amen? That gives you hope. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that have just got that cancer diagnosis. And I'm not a doctor or whatever, but I know this, that I've had stage four cancer, I've been tested in that, and come through victorious, God will do that for you. God will do that. You can't argue with that, because I'm standing here. You've had heart attacks and stuff like that, so have I. And still standing. Why? Because you passed the test. And he is faithful. He's not finished with me yet. I feel like retiring many days, I must tell you. That's very tempting at the moment. But then it's December, and that's always the feeling around December. Amen? Listen, listen. You, you have a value to God that no one else, that no one else can fulfill, only you. And he has called you. And He has positioned you. You've got to pass the test. You've got to continue to move forward. And that joy begins to rise. You go through bad stuff. We all do. Amen. And you can say, oh, why God? Why, why? That doesn't matter. That's irrelevant. why. The fact is you're there now. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? I've got to tell you, so much good came out of the trials that I've had in my life. So much good came out of that cancer journey. It was hell on earth at the time. I mean, nine weeks of chemotherapy, seven weeks of radiation, three trips to ICU, on death's door many times. I tell you what, the good that came out of that has been phenomenal. The miracles that God worked on the journey in that was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Why? Because he has a plan and a purpose. And he will do whatever it takes to make you victorious, to overcome, so that you will be able to be everything that he's called you to be. I love the account of Paul and Silas in Acts chapter 16. You know, Paul was, uh, you know, going about his ministry, this little girl that that had a a spirit in her, then she was, you know, she was a um, a fortune teller. And the people that owned this little girl, her owners, made money from this demon that lived in this little girl. And after a while, Paul got sick of the, the situation and cast the demon out of her and because these people that owned her lost money because that, that gift or that demon was now driven out of her life, they got angry and they stirred up the whole city. And they were put in prison. They were put in prison. It says here that in verse 22, um, it says that they were stripped, they were beaten with rods and they were flogged and thrown in the inner cell of the, of the prison in chains. Now, the, to the natural person, not a good day. That's not a good day to the natural person. Not a good day, but in verse 25, it says, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Earthquake comes, opens up every prison door. They walk out victorious. Why? Because they chose joy in the midst of the deepest prison cell, the worst situation that you could possibly be in. They said, No, God has a plan for me. God has a purpose for my life. I'm not letting this current thing, and as Annie said, this too will pass. This too will pass. This, let me tell you that. Let me prophesy and speak over your life and situation right now. Whatever you're, I'm telling you, this too will pass. And you have a choice today. Who you are when that passes. Who you are at the end of this trial, at the end of this circumstance. Who will you be? Mature. Complete, not lacking anything, filled with that joy of, you know what? I passed the test. Pass the test. But the devil meant evil. God turns for good. Let that be your testimony. Let that be your testimony. Sing it, shout it from the rooftops. You've earned it. You've earned it while you pass the test. You're not some feeble, weak thing being rolled over and crushed. No. You rise victorious because of the destiny that God has birthed within you that will not fail. Our Heavenly Father will not allow it to fail. We are the only ones who can let that happen. In the darkest hour, joy arose within them and then God moved. I know there are people who say to me, you know, where is God today? Why why don't we see God moving? It's not tough enough yet. It's not tough enough yet. You got to stand up against those trials. Stand up against those, those testings and see God move. You bet. You bet. You, you sit there whipped, beaten, cowered down to, the, to the, the trial that's in your life. You see nothing of God move. God has given every believer the opportunity to live a victorious life through a relationship with the Holy Spirit. But you must choose joy. Choose joy through every test and trial because He has a plan for your life. And you've got to believe that. And if you believe that, this too will pass. This too will pass. So Smile. Choose joy. Get excited about it. Get excited. God, I don't know what you're doing, but me going through this, you're building me to a place. I don't know what's ahead of me, but it's got to be huge. It's got to be huge. And you wouldn't allow it if I wasn't able to do it. Say yes. Amen? Say yes. Choose joy. Stop whinging about it. And if you don't change, certainly the people around you will be a lot happier. Would that be right? The same song? Same record? Come on, choose joy. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, today, wow, what an exciting opportunity that Advent, we get to focus on joy, biblical joy, life-changing joy, eternal joy. Joy that builds up. Joy that positions us to be victorious in everything we go through. Bless each one, Father, I pray. Bless those at home, and people watching at home, Lord, those, whatever trial they're going through. Say yes to joy. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand this morning. Thank you, team. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.